expanding the Nerdosphere, talking about everything you want to hear. From comics to cosplay, from the cinematic universe to fan films and everything in between, it's time to get down and nerdy. Here are your hosts, James Witham and Nick Pataglia. Well, welcome to episode 27 of Down and Nerdy. We're up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Be a star isn't just a code. But a way of life. I'm Nick Battaglia alongside Cody Green. And welcoming back to the Down and Nerdy Nation, a man who is now a new father, Mr. James Witham. James, welcome back. It's good to be back, guys. How you doing? We're, we're doing fantastic, and you're not here. So people don't know that uh, James is actually at his house recording, and we're at my apartment because, well, he has to keep an eye on the baby. Yeah, I got to stay close to home. It was, uh, it was a long long ride and things are going very well now uh just happy to be a new dad and learning a whole bunch of new stuff and it's like it's like, like, it's like playing it it's like playing a new game for the first time you know you got to relearn all the controls all over again except a new game throws up on you every two seconds yeah that happened yep that now you gotta get rid of all your baby weight yeah that's gonna be tough i'll be honest <laughs> gonna be tough oh man <laughs> No, so, so, well, people want to know, how's the baby doing? He's doing really good. Uh, it was a little rough in the beginning. He had to stay in the hospital a little longer than we wanted him to, but uh, he showed his fight and resolve in true superhero fashion and got himself out of there before he was supposed to, and ever since he's been home, everything's been going really good. You know, a lot of late nights, a lot of loss of sleep. Cody's a dad. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's, gonna, it's, it's how it starts and. Everything just goes downhill from there. And then, <laughs> and then the whole, and then the whole, why is he crying? And you can't figure it out. And then oh, it turns yeah. out to be something really strange and different. And it's like, okay, so now you're going to sleep. All right. Well, I will tell you this. Your first one is the hardest because everything you worry about absolutely everything. Oh, and I do. I do. There's oh yeah. And then the it. second one comes along and you're like, fine, eat dirt, whatever. <laughs> it was it was funny. It was funny because um, I went through the whole, especially with him being in the hospital as long as he was. And we finally got him home the first day, and I was constantly saying to my wife, "Is he breathing? Do you think he's breathing? Is he breathing?" So oh, then we went through the same thing. The first time I the first time I went actually back to my day job and I was at work, she t- she sends me a video. And she says, this is proof that he's breathing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just him breathing for like two minutes. Because she put it up on Facebook and she's like, this is my life. Breathing yeah. baby, sleeping baby. <laughs> and then the dog, she's like showing the dogs. They're both passed out. And, and I'm like, dude, your son has your hairline. And yeah, we are sorry for him. Yes, I'm sorry for him in a lot of ways because apparently he looks just like me. He acts just like me. He we, has your head, which is abnormally large. Yeah, it really is. And we already have, he already has some of my mannerisms when I'm sleeping and stuff. My wife says, so it's just, she's like, <laughs> I'm glad I could be, I could have been the, I could be the conveyance for a miniature you for well, nine months. Well, what is, it? I think it's something like the, in a book, like babies take after the father for like a little bit, like after birth, like for like a few weeks or something like that, or a few months. And then they start to resort towards the mother as they get older. Like, in look, I think just in action. I mean, I'm just looking forward to, you know, how it's going to progress. And his eye color actually hasn't even come in yet. So we don't even know what color his eyes are going to be. Apparently, that can take a little time. Didn't know that either. The hair color can change too. All three of my boys were straight blonde when yeah. they were born. And now, they've, aside from my oldest, they've all kind of gotten, the other two have gotten darker. 
we've already made a joke that we're not going to let him get a, a mustache or a beard until he's like 18 so we could see what I would have looked like without one <laughs> kind of thing. But then I thought, I mean, as much hair as he has on his head now, this kid's probably going to have a goatee at like six months. <laughs> <laughs> or and the, and the mullet probably yeah and the mullet why well, I, I spiked his, there, i spiked his hair today looking... nice, nice. <laughs> well i sent cody a picture of uh there was this baby and it was drinking from a bottle and it had the devil horns for like the metal horns yep and he really enjoyed it so anyway, uh, so cody's a dad you're a dad i'm not a father of course um we're give thanking it... the world for that but... yeah yes <laughs> and, and you know what <laughs> give it time see, every time i see the back to school photos and like pictures and whatever and just the ads in general i am reminded on how much money i save every year by not having children not only that i mean and and i i learned this now that <laughs> you're going to be grateful and like say how you know however long it is two years three years five years you're going to be grateful that you waited and not had a kid now because well i kind of can't because money's kind of tight so i I, mean. <laughs> I honestly thought i would have been patient enough to have a child younger I'm so glad I waited until I was older. So, James, this past weekend, dude, what would you do? What have you been up to other than baby stuff this past, even going through this week? Um, it's funny because a lot. it seems like this weekend was a lot of, you know, catch up on stuff kind of a weekend. Uh, you know, since I've been so busy with the baby the first couple of weekends anyway, it was one of those, okay, let's catch up on everything kind of deal. So that's basically what I was doing. I was catching up on, you know, getting my pull and, you know, just getting the house cleaned up and everything like that. So it was just very interesting that, and I was at, uh, actually part of my other jobs is working college football on Saturday. So I was at uh, Old Dominion University for that uh, on the weekend. So that's basically what I was doing. Yeah, me. That's the thing. I went to, you know, I just hung out outside by by my, you know, pond or lake, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and and you know, work. You know, I, I'm doing football games now. I'm working football games for Norfolk State, and you know, that was fun. Got to be on air. It was, you know, I'm not I'm not on air as play by play, but I'm doing like halftime updates. So that's pretty cool, actually. Um, you know, so. No, I'm, you know, enjoying that. It was kind of a rough start because it was just, you know, first time doing those types of games, really tough. But right. other than that, again, it was, I didn't pick up my pole last week, so I went over to Fancy Escape Seed Bob and spent $36 on my <laughs> comics. Mine was worse. <laughs> well, yeah, because yours is like a month. Every day, no, because Cody, like every day, every week I go and I see Bob, like on a wet Tuesday or Wednesday before a new comic day to pick up my my previous week's pole, he goes, have you talked to James at all? Because he's kind of got a lot of shit that he's got to pick up. <laughs> yeah, I actually needed a hand truck to get my pole out the door from Fantasy <laughs> nice. Escape. So. And so, I mean, no, other than that, it's just, you know, it's a rainy, shitty day here. and But, but we've had good weather, so, I mean, I can't really complain. But, no, it's just, you know, my birthday is in 10 days, so I'm just getting ready. You know, the week, because the week of my birthday... Cody and I and a bunch of other people are going to Hollow Scream of Bush Gardens at 12. <laughs> That's going to be fun as shit. Um, no, and it's just, it's it's really just, this, this is going to be the month with a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, we're a month away oh, yeah. from us being at Tidewater Con. So right now, this month is like getting stuff ready, getting our banners, getting everything yep. ordered, just preparing, mm-hmm. you know, and just whatever. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be a hellacious but fun month, though. So that leaves us with Cody. Well, um... I did officially get my job at Hunt Club Farm, but details, no details yet. Uh, my orientation is actually tomorrow or tonight for those of you who are listening to this um, Friday. Uh, but I've been, uh, you know, it's it's been crazy getting stuff going with the, you know, my site and uh, 
Yeah, how's that going, by the way? Uh, actually, pretty cool. We're um, we're hooking up. This is something that's gonna be pretty different that we're doing for Hollow Scream. Um, we have an Instagram, and uh, we are going to do a scavenger hunt. Really? Yes. All yes. of Hollow Scream, and we're gonna have riddles for each thing, and you have to take and link it to our Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we're having we're gonna have a lot of fun putting all that together. Um, uh, we by got, the way, nice flash shot socks. Oh, and the way. other one, I got a flash and Iron Man. My, I'm mismatching my socks. I got flash and Iron That's Man. That's the way to do it, though. That is the way to do it. <laughs> cool socks this weekend. So, but um, oh, we did. Yeah, uh, this is something James will look forward to in about five years. Back to school shopping. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> Woo! Oh, <laughs> my, yeah. Um, Are you count as weeping. My wallet, yeah, is 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 crying. Um, it's uh, <laughs> no. What what really killed me was my 11 year old. Is now wearing a size seven men's shoe. What? Yes. That, oh my gosh. Fun, right? Yeah. He's he's eleven. He's, he's five foot tall. That's ridiculous. He's got hair <laughs> down to the middle of his shoulder blades. I'm just, I, yeah, the kid. I just I'm like I told him I was like you you have to stop growing or just move high water. It's kind of funny because like <laughs> you and your wife aren't really that tall, but your wife I think. Kind of has like some tall families. Her dad's pretty tall. No, no, her dad's not really that tall. Um, he's only a couple inches taller than me. Uh, her uncle is kind of tall. My grandfather on my mom's side was tall. Yeah, but it's 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 weird. He just they're he, they're saying he's gonna be like six three. Wow, which pisses me off. Are you I'm, kidding me? No, I'm not. He's got a tower over your entire family. I know. I still kick his <laughs> ass though. That's right. And don't you forget that. <laughs> And he's actually going with us to Hollow Scream. Yeah, as well. he's going with us to Hollow Scream, so that'll be fun. Dude, I'm just waiting. That car ride is going to be the fucking <laughs> funnest car ride ever. We have seven people in a van, minivan, seven dudes. And mind you, uh, Cody's son, myself, and our friend Josh are going to be the only skinny people in the van. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, a lot of new stuff at Hollow Scream this year. So, and I get to find all that out this Saturday because we're. Going to have breakfast with the president of the park, and that's nice. Um, and then they're making the big announcements and announcing the new coaster and all that fun stuff. So I got just everything going on, and I started making like paracord stuff. Yeah, I saw for paracord for for, for vapes. my vape. Yeah, I got I make them for vapes, and I made a lanyard, and it was just something I did just to do it. And then I people started saying, "How much? I make me one. You know, how much?" So I was like, "Wow!" I'm gonna laugh my ass off if you end up with an Etsy account. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't think it can happen. That kind of production. <laughs> I just keep that local. <laughs> you can you can even make them for the bottles for your salsa. <laughs> They put I can make them for the bottles for your baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That would be hilarious. Okay. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, that's what we did this weekend. <laughs> so that's what we doing for our first thing. But coming up, it's what we're reading. Three new comics. A lot of new, three new reviews. Stay tuned. More Down Nerdy coming up next. Well, it seems like forever since I've ripped open any bags and boards to read some comics, but this week we're going to dive once again into what we're reading, and I know that, Nick, you've read something that people have been looking forward to for a long, long time. I have. I read issue number one of Death of Wolverine. Now, before I dive into the review of the comic itself, um, I want to let it be known now when you, we, Cody and I talked about this last week in our comic book tropes, the, you know, killing off of characters, how long do they stay dead for? 
Well, Marvel has come out and they said he is going to be dead, you know, past 2016. You know, they said they don't know when they're going to revive him, but it's not going to be for a couple of years. And their thing, my guess is they got that third Wolverine movie coming out around 2016, yep. 2017. Oh. So then they're going to probably reboot and reboot it then and bring him back then. Um, but no, so it's Death of Wolverine. And again, the plot is right in the fucking title. Now, it's written by Charles Soule and um, also Steve McNair. Steve McNiven did the penciling, Jay Lyston did the inking, and Justin Ponser did the coloring for it. And um, my phone is just going off right now. Um, <laughs> Chicks, man. What are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, struggle. Um, <laughs> so anyways... It's, it, it picks up, you know, if you read The Three Months to Live, you don't, honestly, you don't think you really need to read that because it's just, it, it's one of those comics where you, it's a four-part series. Wish I'd have known that before. Yeah, you can just pick it up and be like, because it starts off with a black page that says the end on it. Wait, wait, wait hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? They're giving him three months to live? Or? That was, a, no, that was the precursor to The Yeah, Death that was before, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm they, like, yeah, no. Or does he, does he have like, you know... Adamantium cancer or something? What's going on? No. <laughs> but it's funny you say that, though, because the beginning of the book pretty much has him with Reed Richards, and he's, you know, he's like, like, give me the news. You know, he's like, well, your healing factor's gone. He's like, you still have your strength and your speed, which is pretty much keeping you from dying from having all that adamantium in your body. And he goes, he goes, the only way I can really treat it, he goes, it's not really anything, really. It's, it's, it's a high form of, like, um, Radiation and, and kind of like chemotherapy. So he has adamantium cancer. Pretty much. It's just well, not really, but I think it's funny that that's what they decided to go with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Why kill him like that, man? Well, they're not gonna kill him like that. But they, he just said, like he just said, he goes, "Kill Hugh Jackman. Don't kill Wolverine." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm guessing, I'm guessing an adamantium transfusions out of the question. But, <laughs> but, but, anyways, he's pretty much said. You know, he's like the only way I can, the only cure I could possibly do is like some sort of like adamantium, like high level, you know, chemo, you know, or, or radiation, pretty much. Um, and he just said, you know, he's like you cannot use your claws. He's like because you'll bleed out. And then they brought that out. Yeah, they've been saying that for a while though. And Nightcrawler number him. one, he's Nightcrawler is fighting Logan in the war room, and he shoots his claws out, and they're like you can't do that because you have no healing factor. So, Wolverine pretty much goes to Canada, um, and he's, you know... Free healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> so, and, he's, and apparently there's a bounty that's put on his head. And this guy who looks like, picture a fat Captain America with... A flag painted on his face called Nuke, who's a bounty hunter. Who looks okay? Yeah, and he and his crew is like, we're gonna go get the Wolverine because there's a big bounty on his head. And Wolverine kills all his men, and pretty much, you know, Nuke uh, throws like throws him into his rock, and he's like, oh, you're faking it. You got that healing factor. And Wolverine just beats the shit out of him, pretty much. I really said that he was faking it. Yeah, because he, he's like, I know you're hiding somewhere. He's like, because you normally, you know, you have the healing factor, so you jump out and end with your claws. 
And so Logan's parents beating the crap out of him. And he's just like, well, he goes, you know, who sent you? Who put the body on my head? And spoiler, it's Viper. Okay. That, that put the body on his head. Okay. And um, so that's pretty much how it ends with the first issue. And it's very, very slow. Like, the art's amazing. I'm not going to lie. It's really good artwork. But the story, I'm just... I mean, you even said it in The Three Months to Live, James. I mean, I didn't read it. You read The Three Months to Live. You said it moved along very slow. It just dragged a lot. And part of it, you're just sitting there going, why are they even going through this? Why do they even need to bring this into it? And that's just, it made it really slow. And that made me worry about Death of Wolverine, that it was going to be the same exact thing. And from what you're saying, it seems like it's very similar. My th- do I- writers just not care anymore? Well, seem well. We'll get into that with the Marvel stuff and nerd news a little later on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, but I mean, like I said, but it was well, the thing about the first issue. Like I said, it's a four-part series. Um, the back after and it was only twenty pages, which is actually kind of shocking. That's weird. Yeah. Um, the the after you read the first twenty pages, you read the first issue. Behind it has all the the penciling, all the pre work artwork and stuff like that, which is, it's awesome because it has like you know scripts and kind of like you know. Here's a script for this this panel and his okay. before. So it's pretty interesting. So it's like special uh, features when you buy yeah, a Blu-ray or something. Okay. It's like a behind the scenes kind of look, if you will, at like the making the drawing of the, the first issue. And it's a four issue series. So I'm gonna put this down for our rating system again. Our rating system is pull, pick up, and drop. I'm gonna say it's a pick up because again, it's only four issues. Um, the pacing is the only thing I really worry about. How they kill him off, I don't know, but I mean, my guess is because it's Viper, it's gonna probably be some sort of poisoning or something like that. I don't know, but that's what I'm getting. Why are they towards. killing off? Why? Why has he got a bounty on the head of a dude who's dying? They don't know. They, they don't know they, that. They explain that. They didn't even say in the first issue. So I'm hoping as the issues go on that they explain more. You know, but overall, like I said, it's a pickup. It's four issues. If it ends up sucking, I'm not gonna be as upset as I was with Original Sin, but we'll get into that in the next segment. But so, Cody, you're reading some stuff too. You're really balls deep into something right now. I am nine and a half issues into Walking Dead. I love the show, and uh, as you'll find out later, I love zombies. And uh, so I was like, you know, and I've, I've heard, you know, the lot. There's a lot of differences in the comics and the show. And my thing is this, when it comes to when you take a a movie or a a TV show from a comic or a book, I understand there will be changes. If there's going to be drastic changes, I don't mind it as much if it's the original writer. Right. Right. Okay. Like um, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Right. They did the movie. Yes. Andrew Lloyd Webber did it. Yes. Wrote the movie. Yes. He changed some of his songs. They're his songs. He can change it if he wants. Right. Right? That's the same thing. Kirkman is doing Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman is doing Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. He's cha- he changed things up. Great. He did a really good job of adapting it for TV. And we've said it before. Don't go frame for frame for you know if you're going to do it. And he really didn't. Some of the things are the same. Some people die way earlier than you think or than they did on the TV show. And it's, and it's, it's kind of cool because I'm all caught up on the TV show, but I'm reading the comic and things are different and it's surprising me. That's very cool when it goes yeah. that way, yeah. And I mean, you know, think, things, you know, Carl starts out at seven years old and I think he was 10 in the series. Yeah. When he started out. Um, 
so he's you know it's 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 really different. I mean, some of the things are there that were supposed to be. Uh, some people have sex that you didn't think we're gonna have sex with each other. Um, <laughs> some characters showed up earlier. Some things happened earlier than they did on the show. Um, but it was it you know it was still at the same time it was it's still brutal stuff. I mean, shit turns around. There's a uh, well they call them roamers in the book right now where I'm at or in the comics, and she turns around a freaking roamer freaking. Bites her in the eye. Oh man, <laughs> it's it's brutal looking stuff. They they did really good. And it's all black and white. Um, they did really good work. And I, I'll tell you what, they did good casting. I think on the show to kind of match the characters, you know, in the book. And some characters just didn't make it to the show. Some are, you know, some. You pretty much expect that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they got to kind of tone it down. So, or not tone it down, but weed out some people and kind of combine a couple yeah. characters as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm. That's nine and a half issues in two days. <laughs> That's hardcore, man. Yeah, it's it's I, I can't put it down. It's it's wicked stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I'm loving it. Uh, I love the art. I love the brutality of it. Um, it's definitely you know not for kids. No, um, I haven't seen any. You know, so nipples so, or anything so like. one thing you mentioned that it's black and white. Mm-hmm. Would you think you might have liked it more if it was in color? No, no. I think the black and white really i don't know it just it brings something different to it i think i think they're just, you know sometimes when you're doing a comic like that where it's, it's a lot of brutality it's a it's, whole lot of blood it's everywhere. like raging yeah. yeah there's just red everywhere and it kind of it just it just not you know, <laughs> don't want to use the pun but it just bleeds into each other i think that um, I think that's one of the things that people liked about that uh, Scott Snyder series, The Wake, too. That was all in black and white, and a lot of people were saying the same thing about that, that it just brings something different and maybe a little bit more ominous to it with it being in black and white. Well, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I reviewed The Wake weeks ago on the show, and I said, yeah, because it's black and white, there's a lot more detail in the settings you see and stuff like that, whereas if it was in color, you might not see as much. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, again, I think that, you know, Wine Dead... Show I'm not too hot on, but I would get into the comic. It's one of those things where I would, I'm not crazy about the show, but I'll get into the comic. Oh, uh, you know, your taste doesn't count, but still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and, I mean, you see, yes, I, I got really deep into the show, and, uh, you know, it was one of those marathon watches. I'll marathon the first two seasons. Th- that's what I want to get into as well. Um, you know, where in most cases, people will read something and they'll go see the movie or something or the show or something. So do you think by watching the show first and then going to the comics it helped, or do you think that maybe if you if you had read the comics first and watched the show, you'd been more of those people like, well, it's not like there was in the comics, and you would hold more of a grudge against it? No, not really, because I watched Game of Thrones, and you, and know, you read I, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I read. I I way past where they are. You know, I'm I'm one of the people sitting here waiting for George to finish the next book. Damn it, George, tight. <laughs> Freaking. Commodore 64. Um, he does. He does. He types on a Commodore 64. That's long. that's awesome. They gave him a typewriter at the Emmys. I saw. That was yeah. hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you, Weird Al. Um, but no, you know, so I I, I dig both. Um, and there's some big differences in those too. Right. Um, but uh, you know, so it, I don't know if it would have changed my opinion on it. I'm I'm more of when it comes to things like that, when we're reading a comic and we see a character on a page, right? Make them look like a character on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as best yeah. as you can. Yeah. Don't make him Hugh Jackman. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what I loved about Samuel Jackson. You know, the fact that they made 
Nick Fury looked like Samuel Jackson way before yep. right. they yep. ever planned on putting him in a movie. And then he saw that and he's like, look, you're using my likeness. I want to be in the movie. You know, so, you know, it was, uh, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, are using my likeness. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I'm, then uh, they do really make them look like they do in the comic on, on the show. I mean, aside from like the age differences in some of them, um, you know, you do the best you can, you know, with an actor, you know, you don't want to, do too much sci-fi or not sci-fi, but uh, special effects makeup yeah. right. On, right. on someone in a show like that. They got enough special effects makeup just in the walkers, yeah. and, which Greg Nicotero is genius with, by the way, if you don't watch the show, he makes some beautiful looking zombies, but um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a blast to read and I, I'm, I'm probably going to be done with it in the next couple of days. <laughs> and, well, that leads us to Mr. Witham. And I decided to go, of course, being the DC guy, back to DC for my first book back. And I decided to jump into the new Suicide Squad, which is in its second issue now. I think I briefly talked about the first issue uh, last month. It's written by Sean Ryan, and there was so it seemed like there were so many artists on there. I, it would take me all day to list how many artists there were, and I don't understand why <laughs> that is. Is this like the Family Guy credits? It, it really was, and it was. I, I'm like, really? There's that many? And then there's. It, they broke down arts into like finishes and all this other stuff. It, was, it wasn't inks and pencils. It was this weird. Did fingertips and this exactly. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was Island. I'm like, why do we need 16 people drawing one character? I don't understand. But the colors were done by Blonde, and it was great cover art by Jeremy Roberts and Blonde. I actually think Jeremy Roberts should be doing the art for the entire book, but I'll get into that a little bit later on. Now, if you're not reading the new Suicide Squad, here's the members. Of the new Suicide Squad, in case you don't know, it's Deathstroke, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Joker's daughter, Black Manta, and Amanda Waller's still there, but because of the events of Forever Evil, spoiler alert, she is not in charge of the Suicide Squad anymore. A guy named Vic Sage is now in charge of the Suicide Squad, but she's still there as kind of an overseer because this is like her group and she knows some of these guys a little bit better. All right, so question. So you mentioned new Suicide Squad. You know, you didn't mention, you know, like, Captain Boomerang's gone. Did he get killed off or they just brought in, like, some new recruits or what happened? They actually decided that he, they yes. decided in the first issue that he was weak and that they didn't want him anymore. Well, so he's the, kept fucking Boomerang. As soon as I heard his exactly. name, I he was weak. Yeah, he so. Boomerangs. He's, he's literally, Captain Boomerang to me is uh, uh, Marvel or DC's wannabe version of Bullseye. Yeah, I mean, he's, he I was, was more. No, because no, Deadshot is more, way more badass, way more. Yeah, but no, no. When, when you, when I mentioned that because he's the way he's. I'm thinking about like when he's bullseye is takes, taking those random objects and throwing at people. Oh yeah, he's that, just very, he's very annoying. He's yeah. an annoying character. That's, that's, that's what Captain Boomerang did. He just take random objects. Other than Boomerang, just throw them at people. Awesome. So, I mean, once you dive into it, they're basically in a mission in Russia. That's where the first book started out after they brought the team together. And, I mean, they really make it a focus, the dysfunction of the group. Harley Quinn hates Joker's daughter because Joker's daughter is not really Joker's daughter. She basically just found his face after the events of Death in the Family, put it on, and started calling herself the Joker's daughter. So she's pretty messed yeah. up. It's very, very messed up. Well, that's the New 52 origin of Joker's daughter, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's actually has, she actually has also has like a prominent role in Batman Eternal as well. Goodbye, yeah, exactly. Yes. 
So, <laughs> so, it puts the lotion on its skin or gets the hose again. <laughs> so you can imagine why Harley and her would have a little bit of heat because, you know, she's like, that's my man. How dare you do that? Yada, yada, yada kind of thing. Uh, Deathstroke thinks he's in charge. Black Manta wants to be in charge. And Deadshot just doesn't seem like he wants to be there. Which, I mean, it's a Suicide Squad. I can imagine they really wouldn't want to be there at this point. But, I mean, it kind of jumps right into the first mission's going horribly wrong. They were sent to Russia to investigate some sort of new technology that the Russians have. Turns out it's these giant robots that are acting like a enforcer, like an, like an army kind of thing that they were so using. So Sentinels. And very similar to the Sentinels, actually. Except they're not killing mutants, they're trying to kill Americans. So, um, they basically just are attacking the Suicide Squad. It's not going well, so they decide that they're just going to take off. Except for Deathstroke. They actually offer Deathstroke a job. So, Deathstroke actually goes with the Russians peacefully. He goes with them. I'm just picturing Deathstroke. <laughs> it's a, it was like a Cartman screw you guys, I'm going home kind of moment. I'm picturing Deathstroke like a, with a mask, but like with a shirt and tie. He's got like a whole box with an in and out box full of papers. And he's dumb and he's just driving more fucking papers on there. Like, this is your life now, Deathstroke. It's funny, later on in the issue, they kind of try and sell him on why he should be with the Russians instead. And this guy's going through this whole spiel and. He says, what do you think? And Deathstroke says, well, there's only one problem. I haven't heard a word about money yet. And oh, I'm like, yep, God. there's Deathstroke. There's Deathstroke right there. Killing machine, but for money only. But uh, now here's, where, here's one thing that didn't make sense to me in this issue. The rest of the Suicide Squad that actually gets away, they escape into the subway. And, and they get on the train. And I'm thinking, why, why the hell... Would you try and get away in the subway when you have giant robots chasing you? It's like, well, it's, it's kind of, well, well, yeah, that, but it's also kind of like uh, in the Avengers when Banner's like, oh, wait, so you want me in a metal tube underwater? And they go in the air, they're like, oh, no, this is much worse. It's like, of all the things, it's like you could have gone and done, you're going to go into a fucking underground tube with <laughs> robots chasing you, and it just goes pretty much in a circle, the tracks do, and... Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. And then, of course, then the Russians are like, there's one Russian soldier that says, my team, we should be using my team, not these robots. He's like, okay, go send your team in. So, question. Um, when they're being chased by the robots, is there like a Scooby-Doo montage? I was thinking the same thing where they're running through the doors. Yes. And one comes out the other door and then they come out the, yeah. Here was the stupid part about the whole thing. Before they actually are able to escape, they actually walk out the front door of the building. Of course they're going to be right there at the front door waiting for you. What are you doing kind of thing? <laughs> Cody, as you can see Cody's face right now, it's freaking hilarious. So they send the troops in because this guy thinks we can handle it on our own. And they basically, the Suicide Squad, they take care of these troops pretty easily except for one soldier who basically ends up grabbing Deadshot's leg. Deadshot tries to shoot him. But he's wearing protective gear, so he can't kill him. And the Russian soldiers who are communicating with their, with their home base, they say, we're sending the robots in, you better get out of there. And basically what they ended up doing was bunker busting the subway and blowing it up. So at the end of what the issue... What assassin doesn't have armor-piercing bullets? Yeah, that was the weird thing, because typically, <laughs> typically that wouldn't be an issue. But for some reason in this issue it was. 
Um, and basically now they, they end the second issue with you don't know if Deadshot's dead or not. Now, where's your liquor, Nick? Cody, I can see you, <laughs> and I had the same reaction. I will say that the drop off from issue one to issue two was very significant. The writing for this issue is all over the place. Cody's angrily vaping right now. They try. They actually try to make a few <laughs> jokes that don't really work. The heat between Harley Quinn and Joker's daughter, you understand it, but they're not executing it well. The art's good, but Jeremy Roberts' art from the first issue was better. But so The thing with, with Harley Quinn and Joker's daughter, she's like, what's my man? It's like, she's wearing his fucking face! Yeah, yeah Mr. J. Yeah, it's more of a how dare you do that and disrespect him kind of thing oh, is what oh. she's going with. But, oh. I mean... Nick, you know that I have a three-issue rule, just like you do. Uh, so I'm going to give it one more issue. But if it was my advice, if you don't have a three-issue rule, drop the new Suicide Squad. Because if it got that much worse from issue one to issue two, I'm scared to read issue three. Yeah, it, it, that's just... Uh, We're going to open up the Suicide Squad prevention hotline. I yes. feel like we need to open up a window after that. <laughs> Jeez. And a bottle of Jameson. Yes, <laughs> a bottle of Jameson. Uh, but that's going to do it for what we're reading. Coming up next, it's Nerd News, so stay tuned. More Down Nerdy coming up next. Nerd News. Nerd News. Nerd News. Wow, we fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Kicked right out of the barbershop. <laughs> A satanic angel. If it is. I see my ass off. Shut the fuck up. No, you're, I'm saying your rendition of Come Sail Away in, Car in Cartman's voice is amazing. I forgot you were there for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to Nerd News now. Nerd News, everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so our first um, first story in Nerd News this week is involves San Diego Comic-Con. Now, not what goes on at it, but what's going to be in the future going on with as in, will it be in San Diego anymore? Because uh, the Hollywood Reporter reported that the city council decided to not, not to appeal a court ruling that essentially means the plan expansion for the where, you know the convention center in San Diego um, to begin in late 2014 is not going to happen. Um, and so the ruling pretty much struck down a proposed levy on hotels in the area around the S San Diego Convention Center, which was relied upon to help the cost of the $520 million project. Which is nothing new because being in a resort city here in Virginia Beach, they've actually done hotel levies here to pay for things that are being done in the city of Virginia Beach. So this is right. not unheard of. This is actually pretty common practice for stuff like this. Right. Well, now, okay, so they this is going to be the second expansion of the convention right. center because of the con. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. okay, here's the thing. This thing has gotten so big that they have to do a $520 million expansion. You people are stupid if you don't think you're going to make that money back. Well, oh, here's the thing. The five-day event, it brings in an estimated $180 million to the city every year. Just, yeah. just $180 million to the city. Yeah, every year. Every year. Every yeah. summer. Yep. Five days. Yeah. You people stupid. I know. It doesn't make any sense. And they're already talking about San Diego Comic-Con might actually go to Los Angeles or Anaheim. Oh, no. This doesn't work out. That would make it terrible. It can't be L.A. It just no, cannot it can't be, LA. be L.A. I mean, I live in L.A. It cannot be in L.A. Too much stuff goes on. It'd be a, traffic's horrible. Um, hotels would be bad. 
Anaheim, I mean, in 2012, WonderCon moved to Anaheim. Yes. I don't think you would, could do that with some of you know, you came to like, oh, let's do WonderCon and then SDCC because it's well, kind of much the same thing. Move it to San Jose. Do you San really Jose? think? Do you really think the Comic Con international people are going to want to share a location with another con? No way. No. no. But here's the thing, though. You we, we you gotta put it, and and like a you don't have to put it like in a touristy spot, but you have to put it where there's some sort of attractions, you know, and stuff like that. So I mean, San Diego was great. I mean, but if you had to move it somewhere else, you had to move it outside of California. Where would you move I don't it? Think you, I don't think you have to move it to a place with attractions because it's an attraction in itself. I agree. You, you know, you look at uh, Coachella. Well, no, I, what I, the hell else is in Coachella? Well, no, I didn't say. I didn't say you had to move to a to an yeah. attraction place. I'm saying from what I'm seeing, from a lot of people who are saying, where could it be held? People are saying, you know, Orlando is one, Vegas is another one. I actually DC. think. I actually think you could bring it to a place like Texas. There's a lot of larger venues in Texas. Dallas or Houston. Houston traffic sucks ass. If they went outside of Houston, it'd be great. Uh, Dallas traffic also sucks ass. Um, I mean, I mean, I had Vegas written down too, but I mean, it seems like everything. Oscar goes San Antonio there. would be good cities for that. I think you don't want a place that that normally has bad traffic anyway, right? And that are normally touristy attractions. I because it would you could, because San Diego Comic Con happens in the summer. It's you don't want it to. You want to put it too much of a touristy attraction. Well, no, no, no. It's not just that. You don't want it to be in a place that's already crowded. What about right. a place like what about somewhere in say Arizona, even though it would be deathly hot? No, oh, God no. No, is that you that want is... a cosplay in Arizona? <laughs> that well, this most cosplays are skimpy anyway. So oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> you want to wear a big daddy costume in Arizona? No, I do not. <laughs> I, flew, I flew I flew into Phoenix at three in the morning coming from LA and I got the plane, it was 111 degrees. You get off that plane, holy shit, it's kicking the nuts. Well, I grew up in that kind of weather, but uh and mine was humid. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, like like you said, if Texas, I'd say San Diego or Austin would be cool. You would get a huge contingent from from UT. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. I, I I think Austin would be a great place because because you think about it too, it's literally I I call it the minor leagues for film people. Yeah, it's like go there. That's where a lot of the independent films are. You know, they they have Fantastic Fest there. A lot yeah. of film festivals there. It's if, yeah. It's it's a really cool town. It's a nice town. Yeah. Um. Same thing with San Antonio, though. San Antonio, it's it's gorgeous, and it's you know it's not a touristy place. The most touristy thing in San Antonio right. is the Riverwalk and the Alamo. Alamo, yeah. right? You know, so I mean, people don't go there to spend weeks at the Alamo. You know, it's uh, it's one of those places you stop along the way on your road uh, trip. Yeah, cross country. So tour. I think that would be a good place to to do some place like that would be awesome. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I mean, even like Baton Rouge. I was or, thinking maybe know, New Orleans area, adjacent I, kind of thing. I don't know about New Orleans per se, though. Cause, yeah, because then you're mixing the drunk assholes with the Comic-Con. Yeah, that could be dangerous. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking... Hey, Orlando, fucking nerds! I mean, I'm thinking... You know? Yeah. I'm thinking Orlando only, not because of Disney World and the attractions, but because it's a, it's, it's a travel destination in a sense. Like, you already have... The traffic's not bad, especially in the summer. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the convention centers there. You have the hotels there. I think it's all set up. I think yeah. hotel affordability and availability, though, is a huge issue for this because they already have problems with that in San Diego every year. Well, Yaya Han on her Facebook, she was saying how, uh, I think it was actually today, she was saying how she was having troubles 
going to some other, I forgot what cons, but it's coming up soon. And she has, has having troubles booking it. Like, a lot of con people are, are having troubles booking their hotel for this I, next I, con. I say we just get a bunch of money together and build a giant convention center on Bowers Hill. Yes. And uh, just put it here. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Let's just do it here. Now, here's the other question, though. Is this an opportunity for New York City Comic Con, who's trying to be the big boy of the East Coast, to kind of maybe no, steal, no. steal the thunder of San Diego a little bit? They don't need a con up there. They got play- People cosplay every day on the streets. In New York, um, <laughs> but I mean they're trying. They're trying to. They're trying to be big shots. They want to be San or Diego. Ask everything else. Let us have this. Yeah, the, it's New York City. For fuck's sake, you don't need to absolve or do anything with San Diego Comic Con. It's like have fun. You know, it's okay to be one A. It's okay. no. I think that New York wants to steal it because they're New York and they want to be number but one in everything. Fucking got one. And everything good they get, they put No, I'm not saying that they should take San Diego Con from San Diego. I'm saying, is this an opportunity for the existing Con to build themselves up a little bit with some maybe turmoil going on with San Diego? Not really, because it's like, it's not like, because the only uncertainty, it's not like San Diego Comic Con's going away. It's just, where is it going to be held? So it's not like, you know, there's funding problems with SDCC. So New York's like, well, let's jump on it and just, you know, say, hey, we're in New York NYCC. We don't have that much problems or anything like that. I know, but it's, to play devil's advocate, um, okay. the, the, the overcrowding it's SDCC can be very frustrating. You see that on social media all the time. They had to move to a lottery system to actually get people to get tickets for the con. So maybe some people start saying, screw this. It's too much. If New York con is actually a little easier to get into and still has a lot of similar attractions, why I, wouldn't I just go to New York? I get, how about this? All right, San Diego Comic Con has a ton of money. Yes, we know this, right? And you know they can get more. Oh, absolutely. Why not grab a space like Coachella has? Grab a space because that's that's a uh, that's Ernie Ball that runs that shit. Yeah. Grab a space like that and have a permanent location for year round. Yes. Use for other stuff and make it a big place. You make it make it like freaking uh, L.A. Live. Yeah. Have your own buildings. Make it a you know uh, Houston or Houston. It's, a, it's actually Magnolia, Texas. Um, owns uh, the, the Renaissance Festival. There owns their own land. It's permanent structures there just for the Renaissance Festival. Yes, and why it's not? The richest do that? Renaissance Festival in America. Do something like that. Own your own land. Put permanent buildings there. People come to that land year round at the Renaissance Festival for weddings and shit like that. You can still do stuff year round in there, but you know what? You have it every year for Comic Con. Exactly, and that way and you're not paying rent. Stuff. You're not paying rent. Exactly. You don't have to be. You don't have to follow anybody else's rules. This is your space. And here's what's gonna happen. Hotels are going to pop up around there. Yeah. Exactly. Hotels will pop up because they're going to want that money. You can have campgrounds out in a place like that. Yeah. People, oh, how, how awesome would that be, dude? If, if, if you've ever been in the Renaissance Fair culture, yeah. which I, I've gotten to see behind the curtain a little bit a few times in Texas, when it closes down for the day, yeah. you go to the campground where everybody who was working, the Renaissance Fair, oh, it's a blast. It's a freaking party, man. So the, I can I can imagine campgrounds outside of a freaking con, dude. That would be pretty epic. And I just don't see the bound. I mean, like you said, if you buy the, let's say they do that example, they buy the land. You buy enough land to build hotels around whatever venue you have, and now all of a sudden you're making monies off the hotels and the people coming to the con from those hotels. 
and other hotels are going to build around it as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's not going to be able to build enough hotels to bring in, you know, for the, all the people who are going to be there. Because, I mean, let's I mean, how many people were at San Diego Comic-Con this year? Uh, millions. Tons of people. Yeah. It, well, not millions. Well, I say it was like 50,000. Yeah. It? it was thousands. In one day. 50,000 yeah. in one day in the building. Yeah. And, you know, so, um, I mean, you're not going to be able to build a 50,000 hotel rooms just off of that budget. Right. But other hotels are going to pop up around there just so they can have a piece of that pie. So you're going to have those hotels there. You're going to basically build your own Empire. city. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't understand with all the money that we're talking about here, why not do that? It would be genius. It, it's the smartest thing they can do. Let's build our own. I'm surprised nerds have not united just to do it anyway. Build your build your own fucking metropolis, yes. man. Let's you know. Let's build our own nerd city somewhere. That would just be amazing. Why not? Yes. Why not? So speaking of something that could possibly be awesome, we turn something that could possibly be not so great. So Marvel, as we all know, is rolling out these new comics issues number a lot of issues number ones have been coming out lately, um, and they're rebooting the Avengers. This month begins Avengers a new Avengers storyline called Time Runs Out, which pretty much. Finds two titles jumping ahead eight months into the future of the Marvel Universe, which is May 2015 to be exact. So, there's rumors going around, speculation, that when it reaches May next year, Marvel's going to reboot not just Avengers, but also everything else. Because they, they were asked about, hey, if you're going to reboot the Avengers in May, after this whole time runs out storyline ends... What does this mean for other characters? Are you going to reboot them across the board? So we're talking like the new 52. Yes. Yes. Uh, but after wait, several wait, months. Wait, something new. But after only I a few months of doing something. I mean, they're already, look at all the changes that they're getting ready to make with Captain America, with Thor, well, with Iron Man. And now you're going to rechange it after that? Here's, 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 okay. Here's what I did like about the new 52. Right. My kid picked up Superman number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. See what I'm saying there? My kid now, see, I wasn't young enough. or I wasn't born to pick up a Superman number one. Mm. I wasn't born to pick up a Batman number one. You know, like that. Or the, the originals. This is completely starting it over. This isn't, this isn't Superman colon something. You know, this isn't, you know, um, this isn't going to be Iron Man, colon, you know, the Invincible Iron Man, the, right. you know, the Incredible Hulk, the Invincible Hulk, World right. War Hulk. This is going to be... Hulk, Incredible Hulk from the start. This is going to start something new for them. You know, sometimes it, but it may not be good, but sometimes it is. It, you know, sometimes it's, it, you know, like they, you know, they did it with the Ninja Turtle cartoons, yeah. which really wasn't that good. Or the Transformer cartoons, which were just complete and utter shit. Oh. <clears throat> but, you know, some, I think with the comics, I don't know. It may work, it may not, but I'm kind of interested to see. It's interesting because, like I said, you know, to pick up, you know, like Cody said, like a, a Batman number one or Superman number one, but Marvel's case could be like an Iron Man number one or whatever. You know, and the thing is with Iron Man is they're not really making an Iron Man comic right now. I mean, it's it's going to be Iron Man, but it's going to be superior Iron Man. Right, he's just so going to be more of a dick. Those, that's all. Oh, yeah. Something all they're going to go back Which and... I'm, you know, I'm, and the thing is, like, they can do this right. If they're going to say, hey, you know what, we're, this whole year, whatever, it is what it is, but we're going to just relaunch everything. No, 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 no. See, to me, there's no discussion. This is total bullshit. It's total bullshit because you're already making all these changes to Thor and Captain America, and then several, just four issues in, 
You're going to reboot everything again? Why? Why do that? They did it to Hulk. <laughs> but now they're going to do it to everybody again. Why, why? Here's the other question. Why? Then why get on board with these new characters at all? Why? Well, that, well, that, that does bring a question. Like, if, okay, if they're going to do this, and why I get on board? Not just new characters, but with these new you know, I, ones. I, why, I, why continue I, to read Amazing Spider-Man number whatever? I will tell you why they're going to do it. The complete and utter backlash they've gotten from yeah. these changes they've made. Right, but they made that bed for themselves, and they're already they got to get out of it. it. They got to correct it. They're, but they're correcting it within four issues, so they're going to Fantastic but, Four James, the whole thing. It's the only way they can. Like if you know, if we it, have fucked everything up. Stop. Restart. Okay, but the issues aren't even out yet. <laughs> I know, but the people are already bitching about them. People aren't going to buy. I don't. You know, I think the only people who are going to buy the Thor, the female Thor comic. Are the one the women who are like, oh my god, finally we have a female Thor, and two the guys who are like, I'm just kind of interested to see what happens. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pick it up just to see what happens, and then I'll read yours because I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> that's right. <But> I'm- <laughs> well, then here's my thing. Then, well, you know what? Stop being a dumbass. It's it's like this. It's like this. When they first announced the new Ninja Turtles movie, right? Do you remember what what they said? It was yeah, gonna be aliens. Yeah, it's gonna be aliens. And everyone went, what the fuck are you doing, Michael Bay? So he changed it to where they weren't aliens. Still a shit movie. But he changed it because, you know, he had time to change it. They've already announced this stuff, and I'm sure they've already got ink on paper for these, this, this stuff. You know? Definitely. They can't have a guy who's been work drawing a female Thor for, like, They've already months. paid the dude yeah, to, they yeah, paid to draw this female Thor, so they're going to have to get their, recoup some money on that. But, you know, I don't know. It could go either way. I, all I know is if you're constantly coming out with number ones, you're doing it to make money, not because you have good ideas. Well, that's everybody. That's everybody, now. though. It's like, if, it, if it's like new number ones, okay, we have the... It's like Batman. Look at Batman. They have... How many Batmans are there? But There's that's a, a Bat- different story entirely. This is not totally really, different. Though. Not really, They're, they're I, rebooting the main line. You can't say Batman Eternal. It's the same thing because it's not the same as regular Batman. It's a totally different story. Well, that I'm would saying- be like saying with Deadpool... It's the same issue. It's not. It's just different stories. But you have... But Let me finish. You have Batman, you have Batman Eternal, but then you also, like, in Marvel, you'll have Hulk, and then you have Savage Hulk. You know, it's like, you know, you come out with new number ones. Everybody does that, dude. Everybody, you know, whether but you're, it's, it's but continuation you're through the main line or not. No, it's so not it's a main different. line if you keep rebooting the main line. You can't keep rebooting your main line every six months because you run out of ideas. Come up with another story. Quit rebooting it. Just give me another story. Stop I think that's the rebooting. problem, though, is they've run out of places for these people to go, and they're just getting stupid. They've run out of places to go after, point. like, five and, issues, though? Five issues? You can't keep rebooting well, stuff constantly. What happens if they got 20 issues in, and they said, you know, we going to reboot it? Like, what, like, would it make a difference? Let I mean, me put it this way. It does make a difference because Superior Spider-Man went 30-plus issues before they said, you know what? We need to bring back Peter Parker. And Superior Spider-Man was selling. They actually got rid of a book that was selling well. But at least they wrote it out and gave us a new story. But here's the thing with Superior Spider-Man. Even though there was some backlash with it, there wasn't as much as with, you know, the, what they did with Thor and, and even this new Avengers stuff. My you know, fr- that's my, the thing. My frustration is there wouldn't be backlash if you had good ideas and good stories from the start. You, they're doing this to yeah. themselves. 
They're doing this to themselves. I mean, I, you know, hey, I'm a DC guy, and maybe I'm a little biased, but I mean, mm-hmm. how many times has DC rebooted their main character lines with a brand new number one? They don't do it every six months like Marvel's been doing, and they're not putting out number ones for shit characters like Iron Patriot just to keep the copyright line with their brand. Well, you know what? That that might be why they're doing it now. That might be why they're deciding to do this in May. It's like, look, we're 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 stumbling over ourselves here. Let's stop and just start over from the beginning and go with that. But as a Marvel guy, Nick, you know this because you've got a lot of Marvel. How frustrating is it to constantly pick up Marvel books and be frustrated because the story is just no good? It sucks. Well, that, that hasn't happened a lot, though. It's only happened with, you know, as my interpretation of with me, it only happened with Hulk and that and it was like Captain Marvel was a little bit dull, you know, in the Infinity Run. But I mean, other than that, it, I hadn't really had much complaints. It was one of those things where, like, you know, when they keep on bringing back like you know certain characters or or certain runs, it's like you know they haven't brought back. I'll have a, had a lot of new number ones. What they've done is they've repurposed them. They've they've brought back like Star Lord, for example, like Legendary Star Lord. I'm reading that. See, amazing to me. That's you know? different though. That's different because you're giving a character his own story that was part of a main well, line. So I get is, that. Right, but what I'm saying though is is that when you look at stuff like like Hulk or or Iron Man or Fantastic, whatever you look at, it's like they're starting to get into that point where okay, they're five, they're getting towards that ten issue set. So by the time they reboot these, these things are going to have fifty something issues. The problem is they've muddied up the main line so much. Right, that- that's why I'm frustrated. That is why oh, I'm no, frustrated. And that, that's, that's, I, under, I understand what you're saying, but where do you go from that? Right. What else can you do at this point? Right, but instead of rebooting it, every, I mean, especially the new main lines that they have coming out are going to be literally four or five issues in before they're supposedly going to be rebooted in May of 2015. Well, that's why I think what you're seeing too a lot with Marvel, at least in my interpretation from what the Marvel comics I buy, is they're going more towards... You know, we're not going to have a long-standing run with some yeah. comics. We're going to go like Deadpool versus Carnage, Deadpool versus X Force. Make it four issues. You know, right. original uh-huh. sin and do that. Yeah. Original, you know, like original sin should not have been eight issues. It should have been four. That's how it should have ended. It's because people nowadays have shorter attention spans. Yeah, I just think there's something to be said for having a consistent main line. For certain characters, not every character, but your main characters like Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, characters like that, need a sustained run of, you know, 30 plus issues, maybe 50 issues before you go ahead and pull the cord and decide to reboot it. And now this is the second or third time that Marvel said, ah, you know what? We screwed up. So let's just start over again. And I don't understand why a company this huge with this much money and this much success in their film universe, can't seem to get their comic shit straight. Well, I mean, you know, I go back to Original Sin, and I'm going to spoil the ending right now. Um, the ending was like, you know, this, it was this whole eight-issue thing, and then, it's, like I said, as I mentioned before, it's something that could have ended in four issues. Here's the ending. Nick Fury shot the Watcher. He killed the Watcher. Reason why was because he, the Watcher, Harry had one of his eyes stolen, um... And he said, well, what have you seen? You know, he's like, too much. And so pretty much what he did was he took Nick Fury's gun and, like, telekinetically had him shoot him. And uh, now at the ending, it's pretty much Nick Fury's not dead. Nick Fury is now, as punishment, he is now the Watcher. 
Crickets. Yeah. I yeah. hear crickets. Yeah. Um, that, I'm like, really? So, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, we'll see how it goes. <clears throat> but see, I mean, your DC did the same thing with the new 52. Right, but they've stuck with it. They have now, yes. That's, the, that's, that's, the, that's, that's what I'm saying. They're doing it all at once. Right. Kind of like we've muddied it up so much because we rebooted this guy, and then later on we rebooted this guy. But how are they going to intertwine with the reboots? This is going to be start from scratch, start from the beginning. Everyone's anew. Let's introduce these characters in 2014 and, you know, bring them to a new generation. If they'd not just announced all these changes and all the things that they were doing and they decided to do this without having rebooted a bunch of stuff before, I don't think I'd have an argument. Because I think that when DC did the New 52, as much backlash as it got, it was a necessary thing to do. Right. I think that sometimes, like, like Cody, you were saying, sometimes you just have to say, you know what, it's so screwed up, let's start from the beginning. It just seems like Marvel keeps hitting that restart button so many times that at what point does it just kind of lose all meaning? And what, at, what, at what point do you just give up entirely and say, you know what, they're just going to reboot this in six months anyway, so why get invested? It's like getting invested in a TV show you know will be canceled. Well, see, that, that's what I think with this is, uh, yeah, well, that's it if it's on Fox. But um, Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think like, like with this, though, I think if they reboot everything at the same time like they did with the New 52 and just let those runs go, I think that's kind of what they're looking to do now. I, I, want, I would love to see them. That's the thing that, that we're missing nowadays in comics. This is the big thing we're missing nowadays in the, comics. The continuity. That, the bullpen. No, I totally that's, agree with that. That's I get what we're that. missing in comics yeah. now. Everyone's a contractor. Everyone's a freelancer. They're all freelance. Bring back the bullpen. Bring back, hire guys as Marvel employees and keep them there. Don't I, tell them... Yeah, you, uh, you, you know, I want you to come in here and do this run, this four issue. That's the problem. So guys don't, don't, want, don't, don't want to sign a contract for more than a few issues because they want to go do something else. Don't, right? or, or don't do like what they did with Hulk and say, hey, Mark Wade, write the first four issues. And then from, after, from here on out, Gary Dugan is going to take over and it's going to be something totally different from what your original four issues were all about. Mm-hmm. See, I think that that is what DC's planning with that new royalty structure that they came out with recently for their creators. I think the reason they decided to do that is because they want to keep people around and try to keep that continuity. So I think that they are really trying to move in that direction. Now, before people say, Oh, you always mash Marvel because you're a DC guy. If this was DC doing this, I'd be saying the exact same thing, I promise. Well, yeah, you it's closer to home for you now. You know, you mentioned like like one of the guys I'm good friends with, you know, and stuff like that. You know, is Riley Brown. You know, the guy who does Deadpool, and now he's doing Lobo for DC, and he's been at Marvel for many years. So seeing him do something for DC is kind of shocking. It's weird, yeah. It's wild. It's really weird. It's, it's that, and that's you know, guys need to buy the bullet, man, and and be loyal to something. I understand we grew up with all these different kinds of comics. I, you know, we grew up with with the DC and the Marvel. Well, you know and you want to work on everything, but you can't but, do it that way and have continuity. But you know what's, you know what's, you know, but you know yeah. what though? If they brought back, and I wish they brought back the bullpen. Do you know what this would do too? It would help the competition between these two better. Like it would, it would make it like, hey, here's our lineup. Here's our roster of guys. You know, nine batters or whoever. And here's your roster of nine right, batters. Right, exactly. Go against one another. The the bullpen back when it was around 
Those guys were famous. Yes. They had, you know, you, you had the records. Yes. I mean, these guys were, people knew who these guys were. Now it's like, you know, like you said, you get 19 guys doing the art on a freaking comic. Why? Keep it, keep the continuity. Bring guys in, have a, have a bullpen. As always. And, you know, bounce ideas off each other, but keep it in, you know, it, you, you know, for years, who else could have imagined Anybody but Dicko doing Spider-Man. Right. Until he decided to retire. He did it for how long? Decades. Long time. Exactly. Long time. You want, you know, I, it, it's hard for me to to see, like, you know, to read McFarlane doing Batman. And then all of a sudden, McFarlane's not doing Batman anymore. And you got something completely different. He looks completely different. Right. What's well, kind know? of the problem I have with Batman Eternal? And James, I talked about this, is what the artist standpoint. Oh, yeah. It drives me uh, crazy. Where they change the artist pretty much every week or every couple of weeks. And it's like, I don't have that continuity. And it's like some of the issues, yeah. I can't really read that. I can't get into it. I'll read them, but I skim them because it's like, the artist is so bad. I think it was issue eight of Batman Eternal where I was just like, what It was either eight or nine, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's where I stop with that. Just bring back the bullpen. Hire people full time. Yeah. You, people are buying comics now in droves. You can afford to have people on full time. Yeah. And you're Marvel and DC. It's not like you can't. You know, it's, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, this whole contract thing, it, you know, it, it's very, it's bothersome. It's, it's what it is. And, I mean, I wish they would go back to the bullpen. I wish they would, you know, like I said, just keep guys loyal because I would love to see, you know, this rivalry. Like, it's a great, it's one of the greatest, Marvel versus DC is one of the greatest rivalries. It's not even a rivalry right now. Well, they was. Would, I said was. Well, yeah. Marvel's Marvel's making more money on the comics side, but DC seems to be trumping them and and everything else but movies. Right. And speaking of that, our next story deals with Netflix and Warner Brothers. Now, we all know Gotham is coming out twenty second of this month, right? We're all yeah. looking forward, yeah, we're all looking forward to that. Well, Netflix and Warner Brothers just a couple of days ago struck a deal to where Gotham is going to Go stream on Netflix in the beginning of 2015. Okay. And now, mind you, in each of his territories, so this is going to be the world's leading internet TV network and air select categories for, for, for Gotham. Now, mind you, they also did the thing with Blacklist where they're paying them $2 million an episode for Blacklist. Yep. They did The Walking Dead as well. They signed a deal with the people from The Walking Dead to do the exact same thing that they're doing with Gotham. So, question. What does this move show, and what does this mean for HBO? Because Showtime has some of their programming on Netflix, like Weeds and Dexter, but no HBO. So what does this mean for HBO? I'll, I want to say that... FX doesn't either. Yeah. Wait. No, yeah, because FX had a problem. They used to. Now they got a... Then, then they are... Because I, I watched... I watched... I did like the first two seasons of Sons of Anarchy on Netflix. I yeah, think yeah. that... I think that... Um, I think FX has something going on with, uh, with Amazon right now. Okay. Yeah. I think that's and what they're doing. So with me, what I want to say is this: what it means for something like HBO, which like you know, I love the newsroom. I want to get in the Game of Thrones by heaven because I don't have the money to go out and buy all the DVDs. Um, and and you don't have HBO Go. Yeah, and that's and that's why that's what I'm gonna touch on. I if HBO said this, said hey, we're for like five. You may can't make it seven bucks a month because you don't have as much content as Netflix has. You can you, be like okay for like five bucks a month, you know. Have unlimited access to all your HBO shows. You don't even need a subscription for a television or cable. I would hop on that because I'm like that would be great. Yeah, because the only reason, only way you can get it. This is what I think, Stuart. HBO Go. The only way you can get HBO Go is, is if you have, have HBO. HBO. Yeah. 
why do I need HBO Go if I if I have HBO? Guess what? I have on demand. Yeah, and I have HBO on demand, which is saying. I mean, I understand you want to watch on their people are on the go. They want to watch on their tablet or whatever. That's fine. But a lot of on demand services now too. You can watch it on any of your in your uh, devices. devices. Exactly. Yeah. So but, it's it's really asinine to have it because well, for me. Like, like I mentioned with Showtime, you know, it, it, one of the shows I love is Shameless. I love Shameless. Not because I just get to see Emmy Rossum naked, but I love Shameless because it's such a, it's a great comedy. William H. Macy is fantastic on there, great casting, funny. Um, you know, but it's one of those things where Showtime, like they had like the UK Shameless, and then I was not on there anymore. But because they had the situation with Weeds and with Dexter, and now they bring some Showtime shows and, you know, Netflix is, I would love to see Shameless. And it's one of those things where it's like it can only help your brand you know, if you have HBO and you say, okay, here's Game of Thrones, marathon that shit, somebody's like, you know what, I want to get HBO now, maybe, because I, I can't wait for it to be on Netflix. See, that's the thing with Game of Thrones with me. I was halfway through the season before I started watching it, and I watched it on demand. Right. Because I couldn't watch it on Netflix. Right. So I watched that first half of the season, and then when I was caught up, I was DVRing that shit. What does DVR do? It boosts your ratings. Yes. Because yeah, exactly. guess what? Nowadays, you can DVR six things at a time. So somebody be watching something else, and they're DVRing your show at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and come it's, on, man, it's getting your ratings no matter what. HBO needs to be careful too because they just got passed by Netflix in number of subscribers, and that's never happened to HBO yep. in the yep. past. So HBO really needs to think about what they're doing. And going back to Gotham, and one of the things that I think was so brilliant about this deal is what network is Gotham on. Fox. It's on Fox. What does Fox do? Cancel shows shows. early. So what happens if it gets canceled? Netflix just says, well, we've already got the rights. You want us to keep it going? And Warner Brothers would just move Gotham right to Netflix, which is not a big deal because look how good Netflix is doing with their award-winning series now as it is. It would not be a bad thing to me if Gotham ended up on Netflix. There are so many Netflix original series right now. Yeah, it's I didn't even know about half of them. Yeah, I, I flip through and I'm like, and it, you see, he see, you see it pop up, original series. And I'm like, wow, really? Yeah. I mean, the killing, which was Lily awesome. Hammer. I see. I haven't watched Lily Hammer. Um, uh, Orange was, New Black. Orange New Orange New Black is amazing. Oh, Jack Horseman. Yeah, Hemlock Grove, which yeah. is weird and twisted yes. and crazy. Um, they just had a new one pop up this week too, which is like a kidnapping type series. So you're right, they've got a ton. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. There's another one. But there's a ton of other ones that I don't even know the names of that I'm just flipping through. I've seen them. I'm like, man, they really got a lot of shows on here that are Netflix original. And you think about Netflix and how big it's gotten. Like, I remember years ago, like years ago when Netflix started out. Remember when they had the commercials for the guys walking like a class? Like, okay, movies, action, you're going here. You know, suspense, you're going there. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. And it's like the small It was thing. all DVDs. It was all DVDs. You're getting them set to And now house. this has gotten to the point where, hey... We have original programming now. It's like you never thought that five, just five years ago, that it would be to the level it is now, and it's amazing. So it makes I mean, me wish I'd have put freaking money in the stock. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, Netflix is literally our generation's Apple. If you really think about it, if you somebody would put Apple stock in like way before. Yeah, but Netflix doesn't suck. That's true. I would have said Google. I'd have said Google. Oh, yeah, Google. yeah. I mean, I, I'm saying this even though I have a MacBook. I I know. We're I, sorry. One, well, here's a tangent. When it comes to Apple products, I love. I've had like two, three 
PCs, and they've all burned down me in under like a year or two. I've had my MacBook for almost four years, and I've had not had one problem with it. But the phone wise, I'm all Droid right now. I was iPhone, but now I'm I'm Android. It's because iPhone sucks. Yes, it does. Yes. And they're fragile little pieces of shit. Yes, yes, they are. As somebody who has an iPhone, I don't have an iPhone. It's not have an iPhone. It looks like an iPhone. That's a Razer M. Oh. It's old, but yeah, it's I'm, I might you know I don't get my free upgrade till March. Remember, <laughs> yeah. I'm with gotta kids. wait it out. Gotta yeah. wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. Get away with that. But no, no, it says Motorola. I'm, I don't pay attention to your fucking phone. I just see the size and the contour of it. I'm like, oh, it looks like an iPhone. It's in an otter box. How can you tell? Otter boxes make every phone look alike. I don't know. Hey, I will turn this car around right now. <laughs> that was hey, you're funny. learning. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like a dad. Okay. So, anyways, that brings us to our final topic and our final story, actually. Um, so, Carol's in a video game! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Hill, you know, they had the release trailer a few, I believe it was Comic-Con or was it E3 they had the it release? It was just oh. after Comic-Con, actually. Okay, yeah. they had it for a new Silent Hill game, which stars, as Koi pointed out, Norman Reedus, who is the main, who's the main protagonist in the movie. Or the game. Jesus. Um, Murphy McManus! <laughs> so... Now, the game is being made by Hideo Kojima, who did Metal Gear Solid, and developed by Guillermo del Toro. Who's that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he never shows up anywhere. I, I know. know. He's those guys where he's like, I have five different things going on, but I've got a band of four, you know, and go and work on one. And one of the characters isn't going to have eyes. Yes. You know what I like about him, too, is he never spreads any rumors or anything. No. He's just like, I'm on this. And then, like, a week later, he's like, I'm off this project. But anyways, um, they had the, the, the playable teaser demo they released for the new Silent Hill game. And I watched this last night on YouTube. It's 17 minutes. It, and I watched it with the lights off like a real man. It mind fucks the shit out of you. Like, it's freaky as hell. All you're doing is walking. Th- it's first person view. All you're doing is completely walking through a house. But each time, something's different about it. It's more of like... You would look for something like you walk, you'll go through the halls or you know square. Once nothing happens, just normally you hear stuff on the radio about like you know murders happen, guy killed his wife and his kid. Walk through again, you hear you walk by this one door, which is like a bathroom door. You see some roaches coming out of it. You walk around again, you hear baby a baby crying through the door, and something and like lights start to flicker. You walk around again. And then, like, you see, you go into the bathroom, and you see, like, this looks like a fetus, like a bloody fetus in the sink. Like, um, it's fucked up. Yikes. And so, but it's like, like I said, it's all, you get to look for stuff. And the, it's very eerie. And you think, okay, when's something going to pop up? What's something going to pop up? And it's not a lot of jump scares. It's like a light will fall down. Psychological scares. Yeah, it's, it's all psychological, dude. <clears throat> it's, nice. it, I, I, so I was watching this, like I said, I was watching this, I had the blinds closed, I had the... Lights off, man, and I was full screen. And like I said, the soundtrack, it was just eerie. I've never, I've played a lot like Resident Evil, and I've played the first Silent Hill. The first Silent Hill, when I was a little kid, I first saw, I saw the first ever commercial for the first Silent Hill game. I could not sleep because that it was. I was like 10. Well, Norm, and let's point out that normally when uh, Nick has the lights off and the blinds closed, it's for a totally different reason for having to be on full screen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the cry my, it's, myself It's the asleep. same reason why we're the ones with kids. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate the both of you. <laughs> 
Oh, God. So anyways, fuck these two. Um, hey, I knew Wolverine had a kid. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear last week. He didn't know Wolverine had a kid. Oh, boy. What about Dakin? You know, why don't you go in a fucking school bus fire? You call him Ross Al Ghul. Shut up. <laughs> oh, it's beep on the handicap. James has baby brain right James now. is on two hours sleep, so we need to give James a break. So he he has an excuse. But but I have one. You just have the brain of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, one of my limbs hasn't been grown fully, so I still have the. I never went through the birthing process properly. Yeah, and you only have half an arm. Yeah, I'm. Incomplete. You didn't catch where I was going with that. You said one of your limbs hasn't grown properly, and I said, and you only have one. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I win the internet. <laughs> yep, and I think we should pretty much just stop right now. I think we'd <laughs> yes, like, yeah. could just walk off on a high note like Costanza. <laughs> I'm going to go, oh, I... We're, we're going to take a break, and uh, Nick's going to cry, and... Um... We'll be back with our main topic. And it's going to be all about brains coming up next on Down and Nerdy. And we're back from bashing the hell out of Nick. It's time for the main topic. It's one of my favorite topics. Zombies! Yeah, my wounds haven't hurt, healed from that bashing I took in that last segment. That was beautiful. And now he is risen. <laughs> yes. He's one of the few talking zombies. I have been made whole. All right. So well, almost. Almost. <laughs> so I know you two are like uh, the best word is it fatigued with zombies. Um, you guys feel like it's been overdone, right? Yeah, it's definitely well, overdone. And I mean, you can't really blame Kirkman for it because it's not his fault. The Walking Dead ended up being so popular, but it's still it's like it's almost like what they did with that tweeny Twilight shit where once vampires get popular it was everywhere yeah there were warm bodies well no i wouldn't uh, vampires have always been everywhere though it never stopped you had lost boys in the 80s and that that repopularized vampires and then you had uh great movies like you know bram stoker's uh, dracula bram stoker's dracula right. and uh you know vampire in brooklyn but and- but then it was like but but what that did was <laughs> Sorry, had to. Oh, God. Hey, at least I didn't go Blackula. That's right. You did not. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that. But, I mean, it just seemed like it was one after the other, after the other, after the other. It seemed like every few months we had something new, vampire-ish, and I feel like zombies kind of have become that thing. I don't know. Um, I mean, it, it's it's kind of always been there. It, I, I think nowadays... You know, it, it, it kind of hit the forefront now. Yeah, I mean, but it does that with anything. I mean, and I don't really think I'm fatigued with zombies because it's always been a thing with me. You know, it's kind of like You're it's kind of like fa- now being fatigued. Some people are fatigued with superhero movies because well, I mean, they're everywhere now. Right. If you love it, I can understand why you wouldn't be fatigued by it. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, I, loved, I loved the original Night of the Living Dead, black and white, you know, George A. Romero. Yeah. Like, I, that's the thing. Like, I love, like, I, it's not that I hate the zombie genre. It's just, I, like, I love, like you said, the, the original, you know, George A. Romero stuff. I love all his, his stuff, you know. And, but it seems like, you know, you turn around and there's more zombie stuff going on or just being repopulated. And it's just, it's a lot. Like, it, it seems well, like there, it's it, become you know, a crutch in terms of genre. Now, here's I, the thing. I, I totally make, agree if, with that. 
it's basically you know you have different types of zombie movies coming out. Right. You know, you have the comedy movies. You have Shaun of the Dead. You have Zombieland. Zombieland really wasn't about the zombies. No, it was about the humans. Yeah. Well, neither is Walking Dead really, right? Because that's not the best well, part well, about Walking well, that's Dead. What people, that's what people have brought up is that the Walking is like the Walking Dead isn't meant in name for the zombies. It's a name for the people who are surviving the zombie apocalypse. They are the yeah. Walking Dead. It. What? I've heard that. Yes. No. no Kirkman never said that. Not Kirkman, I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard people. Well, well, Kirkman's the one who should say that. He's never said that. Um, but no, it's, uh, you know, there, there, are certain, there are certain things you got to look for when it comes to a zombie movie. 28 Days Later is not a zombie movie. No. It's, no it's they were still alive. They were just infected. Zombies are dead. Even the creators of 28 Days Later said it's not a zombie movie. Yeah, I Am Legend, not a zombie movie. No. I Am Legend's not even a movie. That's true, yeah, that's but it's, uh, you want to talk about going away from the text? It was it, I Am Legend was a short story, yeah, and completely different. I've just oh. heard I've just heard too many people say I Am Legend is a zombie movie, and you're wrong. It's not a zombie movie. It's not a zombie movie. Um, and the the, the the book wasn't even or the short story wasn't even zombies. Um, but uh, no, but you look at like um, you know Romero and and. Max Brooks. Max Brooks wrote the Zombie Survival Guide, right. and he also wrote World War Z. The movie was not the book at all. The only thing they had in common was the name, because Max Brooks will be one of the first people to tell you zombies cannot run. Yeah, fast yeah. There's no such thing as vast zombies. It's stupid because if you look at the science behind it, they are dead bodies. Rigor mortis. They are decay. Not not rigor mortis, but they are decaying. Right. If you were run on decaying limbs and decaying muscles and decaying ligaments, they just they're fall off. Shred. You would look like me. That's why zombies are now. Romero even said, you know, in in the original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, it was you know his his zombie there was he he wasn't a fast zombie, but he moved quickly. Yeah. And then he realized going into the second one, we can't do that, and that's when he made his rules. You know they're they can't be you know they got to be shambling slow. You know, it's got to be more about, and, and the zombie movies got to be more about the people who are trying to survive over right. the zombies themselves. Right. And it's more, it's, it's more difficult with a, with a, uh, uh, the slow zombies, I think. One of the best zombie movies I've seen recently, um, and as much as crap as I give Zack Snyder, his remake of Dawn of the Dead was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, because, again, it was, wasn't about the zombies. It was about the people. It was about the people that were stuck in a mall. They had every single... It was like the original. They had, you know, uh, they had everything at their disposal. You know, in the mall. Food, clothing, whatever. And they slowly went insane. Well, it, it was... It, and, and in Romero's Don Dead, it was in the mall as well. And malls, when he did it, malls were a new thing. Yeah. Right, right. They, that, that was like the new culture. Oh, my God. That we can go in one building and get everything we want. You know, so it was, so he took that, and that was kind of his thing with that because he was going to the malls and going, these people are basically zombies. Yeah, and so that's why he wrote it like that, um, and that's why he made the movie the way he did, and it was so great. Now, now here it really starts out with the whole zombie idea. Starts out with when it comes to movies, oh, 1932, mm -hmm. White Zombie. Yeah, which was set in Haiti. Yes, it was, it was with voodoo and witchcraft. Voodoo. Yes, yes. Right. And that's where that's where it all came from. It was a, it was uh, you know reanimating the corpse and making it do your bidding. Yes, um, there was actually a thing. Was a nineteen something? 
Um, there was this case. I can't remember. I was, I was watching this about the zombies last night, actually, preparing for this. Um, what did you watch? Um, the National Geographic. Okay. Truth about zombies. Uh, and the guy was talking about there was, there was this Haitian man, and he he had died. And 15 years later, he shows up. Mm-hmm. And the question was like, well, he was dead and buried, but he's back. And they asked him questions. They interviewed <clears> him and stuff like that. And apparently he went to this witch doctor or his, his voodoo priest and had this thing done to him where it was through a poison where it would slow down your heart rate. Uh-huh. And then after a while, it would inc- bring it back up. It's like pretty much like you see in movies and people, you know, they think they died, but we had to just slow the heart rate down. Yeah. Right. You know, um, Nick Fury in Winter Soldier, for example. Yes. Um, yes. And it was very interesting because you learn about the, the voodoo culture and everything like that. And, you know, in movies in Hollywood, they have a way of fantasizing it, whether it's through some sort of an outbreak or, or bite or whatever, or Zombieland, a cheeseburger, you know, yep. it, um, that started it, you know, but the main thing is, and they even said like zombies, the, the, this voodoo priestess, she was like, zombies, it's not like Hollywood. It's not glamorous. It's not eating the brains and doing anything. It's just taking control of somebody and saying, do my bidding. That's all. The brain thing came later. And that, yeah. that was, you know, that, that was the first. Well, did you see, um, it was uh, a hokey thing. Oh, yeah. Well, Return of the Living Dead was the first zombie movie I ever saw. Right. You know, that was the whole big brains. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like the guitar-looking zombie, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was the first one I ever saw, and I loved it. I really dug it. And it didn't really scare me. I, I, I don't get really scared with a lot of things. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm the scarer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but uh, That's why Hollow Screams going to be so much fun this year. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Hunt Club. Um, but no, I, I watched uh, recently. I watched. Uh, it's called Doc of the Dead. Okay, it's a documentary about zombies, and they had Max Brooks and George A. Romero and a bunch of you know uh, Bruce Campbell was on there. Nice, and Simon Pegg, and uh, but you know, and they, and they talked about that. They talked about the culture of zombies and where it all where all the ideas came from, and you know, it, even in like Walking Dead in the comic, they say they call them zombies. Right, they say zombies, but but they, they never say it on the show. <laughs> They've never said zombies on the show. Right. right. They call them walkers. They call them walkers or, you know, depending on what group they come across, other groups call them different things. Right. You know, which I think is great that they, they went into that details. So, you know, some people, you know, I can't remember what all they call them, but, uh, you know, so you come across a different group, they call them something else because they weren't in that group before. Right. This group calls them this, this group calls them that. Right. Um, it's like different dialects, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, it's the biggest thing is, you know, it's a, it's a reanimated corpse. They got to be dead to be zombies. Yes. You know, they got to be shambling and slow. That World War Z was a stupid, 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 stupid movie. Even though it had Peter Capaldi in it, it was a stupid, 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 stupid movie. Um, I think that's what's gotten me with the whole zombie thing in general. It's not just, it's not necessarily that I hate zombies. It's that because of the popularization of it, we're getting so much crap. We're getting bogged down with crap. And I think that... In a kind of an offhand way, that's what makes me hate the genre. We're do- they're doing that with our with with '90s pop culture, though. Oh well, yeah, no question about. I it. I mean, look at you know Michael Bay's bogging us down with shit. Yeah, kicking my childhood in the taint. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that like with zombies, it's like you know it's very interesting because you know, like, like I said, as James said, you know, it is. It's, it's one of those things where it's like. You get all this shit that's coming towards your way with zombies, and and, you, and I talk about James on previous shows that the next big thing is going to be demons because Outcast is out now, you know, by Robert Kirkman, and and it's it's 
deals with demons and possession. And that's you need to read that, dude. Well, no, but see, they're already they've already gone with the with the possession thing. That's already been happening for years. Well, I know, but, yeah, but, but about I'm all saying, the the, the con, or, uh, uh, exorcism of Emily Rose and oh, I know, no, I know that, but I'm saying in terms of not just Hollywood with television as well, and 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 so like that, and with comics, that's gonna be the next. But he even said he goes, that's gonna be the next genre that reaches that zombie level. Well, Supernatural's been doing that for nine years. Yeah. That's all about demons and angels and, and you know, stuff like that. I think they're making, uh, he's talking about the darker angle. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit more intense and darker than it would be in, say, a supernatural kind of thing. It'll be more Walking Dead-esque, but instead of zombies, you'll have demons. Like, I'm telling you, dude, if you read Outcast, I've been reading it since the first issue just came out. It's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. I actually think that you'd really right, like I'll it. I'll have to check it out. All right, so the next thing with this topic is, okay, so zombie apocalypse happens, or is about to happen. How would it happen in your guys' mind? How do you think it could happen? Basalts. Uh, um, <laughs> yes. I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say texting. Text, texting. Texting. Yeah. Technology. Um, no, I mean it's gonna, it, it has to be some kind of chemical outbreak. Yeah. Um, Umbrella Corporation. Chem- chemical. Yeah, chemical weapons. You know, something. Something that's going to cause that to happen where the person dies from it and then it reanimates them. It's going to be fracking. Um, fracking. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. Uh, I mean, Carolina. that's the only way I, I can see it. Uh, me, yeah, again, it's probably that way. Some sort of chemical, um, you know, new. Or even, not actually, you know what I think it's going to be too? We have this, this, you know, all these antibiotics coming out and our immune systems are being broken down. Oh, yeah. So I think it's going to be through somehow like some antibiotic or immune system because what's going to happen is something's going to happen. And like me, I don't, whenever I'm sick or something, I don't take medication. I just take a Benadryl and I'm good. Yeah. I love the, you know, I do the proper thing, which is let it run its course through yep. you. That's what I've let, always done. Let it build up me your too. immune system and not bog it down with antibiotics. Exactly. So what I think is going to happen is if it was to happen, it would be through the weakness of, of an immune system and something happens mm-hmm. and then the people who are like us, who let stuff like Ron's Corden's built in the immune system are left. And everybody else who was born now and just like that and her built by antibiotics, mm-hmm. they, they turn into zombies through some sort of chemical reaction or whatever. James, your turn. Well, I was saying, I was going to say the same thing along the lines of, uh, of what Cody was saying. I think it's going to be, if it was going to happen, it would be some sort of chemical agent. I mean, I, I joked and said fracking, but you know, stuff like that, where you never know what, how things are going to be affected well, by getting well, into the, by getting into the soil, whether it be from that or, you know, just something getting dumped or even a nuclear waste kind of situation. Well, you just well, never fracking, know. Well, fracking itself is fucking scary. Oh, it's like, very scary. Yeah, that's, it's, I mean, seriously, Google it. If you don't know what it is, it's scary, man. Yeah, it's really fucking scary. Okay, so it happens. The, the apocalypse comes. Zombies are here. There's three of us. Who lives? Who dies? Um. Okay. Well, uh, I live longer than you guys because I'm fat, <laughs> and I can store the. I, I have more stored body fat. I can. I, I'm faster than I look. Well, there's oh. there's less of Nick to eat too. So. Yeah, but I could trip him. <laughs> um, oh, if it does come to climbing, I'm fucked. Yeah, way. You, if we're climbing, you're fucked. Um, which is always good in the zombie apocalypse because zombies can't climb. Yeah, why? There you go. The ligaments they got their body weight on their arms. <laughs> Guess what? The arms are just gonna be hanging there. Nick, climb this pipe. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think uh, Nick would be first to go, and I'd be last to go, and James, you're right in the middle. Would I at least last a decent amount of time? 
Probably. Would there be a, a sh- epic showdown between you and James? Oh, that's that's CD right oh, there. No, you get to that point, you guys are getting fucking crazy. And um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see James Cody. Gone, and James has gone months without reading a DC comic. I don't. I don't think. I don't see Cody ever getting there. Honestly, I think Cody's uh, I think just. I, I think I could keep my cool. <laughs> yeah, Cody I think, has a breaking point. I mean, I think it would take me a while, but. I, I don't ever see Cody getting there, especially when it comes and to. If he started to get there, I'd be like, "Stop it!" <laughs> yeah, he just snapped me out of it. Throw some Corey's cold water on me. No, good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Carl. Uh, no, uh, uh, no. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think me me and James would last a while, and you'd be red shirt in this. I, one. I would be the red shirt in this. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> here's okay. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do we win? <laughs> it, it, does anybody? No. Does anybody? It's like, it's like playing Nazi zombies on Call of Duty. It, they just keep on coming. You're gonna die eventually. Yeah. Nobody really wins in this because you're kind of sucking high tit anyway. I mean, you're you're living like it's revolution, and um, you you're just scouring for food and any type of sustenance. It's, it's a shit life, but you survive because that's your instinct. As long as we have a good run, I'm good. Yeah. Okay, so what be your weapon of choice in the zombie apocalypse? Start with James. Uh, I'm going to go with any sort of sword or something like that. Something that's a cutting object because I just don't think... I mean, bullets run out, arrows run out. I'm going to go with some sort of sword, chainsaw, something that's going to cut. Well, here's the problem with that here. Swords need to be sharpened. True, and I guess axes would need to be sharpened as well. Chainsaws need to be gassed. Yep. Right, right. Yes, chainsaw. Right. I will take a shillelagh. <laughs> yes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Shillelaghs will fuck shit up, and you will mash, smash their fucking brains in. I could see that. Shillelagh, and they last. Yeah. And if, guess what? You lose it or it breaks, you can make a fucking another one because, you know what? There's still going to be trees in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. I would go Iron Man suit, but Jesus in, Christ. in this case, I can't. <laughs> I, I'd go axe handle. Is this basically a shillelagh? Yeah, basically shillelagh. I, I'd go that. I wasn't going to go like katana, but yeah, it's like you need something to sharpen it, and you can't use like a rock or anything like that. So you can't, yeah, you can't just use anything to sharpen a blade. Yeah. Um. So James, you're you're fucked. You have that that dull knife. Yeah, until I climb a tree and say, "See you, buddy." And then I burn that tree down with a flamethrower. <laughs> this isn't Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're hungry they're hungry shit's happening there's just there's not just some dickhead sitting in a sitting in a little comfy room saying hey let's put a fire over here yeah <laughs> alright so now what do we move to next favorite zombie games favorite zombie games I'm going dead rising dead fucking rising anything is a weapon you're in that it's in that dawn of the dead setting you're in the yeah. mall you have every fuck you can use a fucking lawnmower and lawnmower zombies over yeah. you can Use a frying pan, anything as a weapon. You can use a fucking blasted gas can and kill them. I, I gotta agree with that. That would have been mine. That would be Sim mine. SimCity. Sim City? No, I mean Sim, The Sims. The Sims. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it basically is. It's mind control. You're telling people what to do. It really um, is. Plants vs. Zombies. Plants vs. Zombies is Just a fun be different. game. It's a fun ass game. It's a fun game. <laughs> it's a really fun I game. I don't play too many RPGs, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Plants vs. Zombies. Okay, so James, you said you said Dead Rising as well, right? Yeah, that would have been mine too. Yeah. All right. Um, favorite zombie movie? Weekend at Bernie's two. Um, 
<laughs> Why'd you have to say two? <laughs> because that's the one where he was a zombie. He was being controlled by the voodoo witch. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it was a true zombie movie. I'm sorry, but that was that was hilarious. Um, God, uh, I you know I'd probably say, uh, quite honestly, and you know I I dig the whole zombie genre, but I love Shaun of the Dead. I yeah. love that movie, and the the cast was great, and the way everything turned, you know, and it was kind of like how it would really happen, in a way. Right. You know, you just kind of you walk to the store, and you know the same store you watch every day. You're just kind of in muscle memory mode. Yeah. And then you re- you don't realize anything until somebody's like, you know, uh, there's a woman in our garden. You know. So I mean, I think that's kind of how it happened for for some of us. We just because phased out going through our regular daily routine until one little thing goes, wait a minute, that's not right. I go original George Romero's Night Living Dead. Here's why. The opening scene, we're driving through the valley. Yes. And they stop the car, and a guy, the the first zombie you see, out of nowhere, just you don't expect anything. This was like the first first zombie film, really. It's a big one. Yeah. Um, it dealt with, the, you know, the, the, the living dead. And... It just I know a guy just attacks the dude and he's just like, Holy shit. And here's something that a lot of people don't bring up about that movie. What? And the broke ground. It was nineteen sixty eight. Yeah, oh the first African American It was African American male and a, a white female. Yeah. As the leads. Yes. Yep. I was gonna bring that up actually. And he almost <laughs> okay. made it to the end too. <laughs> he was just there. Yeah. So go ahead, James, what's yours? Gosh, I feel like Nick looked at my notes because I had the exact same stuff that he just <laughs> said. I mean, that's, that's all. I mean, you know, me not being a fan of the genre, really. Um, that was the one that always stuck out in my mind. And, and that one, for me, it kind of became the measuring stick for everything else. And I said, well, if it's not as good as that, why am I going to bother kind of thing? I so, mean, there's people leaving the theater in 1968 vomiting. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and that's really what said it was like you know you you go down to the basement the little girls they're eating her parents yeah you know they weren't expecting that shit in 1968 nope oh but now uh, it's like mainstream oh yeah it's just like oh she's eating her parents and she was like I was eating my parents before it was cool yeah <laughs> well she wasn't enough her mom when she was in the womb so I mean technically um so okay least favorite. Zombie character, or at least here, zombie movie. Just once, one thing about zombies you'd wish that maybe they would change um, that isn't really, you know, you're not cool with. Well, uh, World, World War Z, fast zombies are stupid. Oh, fast zombies. Fast zombies are it. the worst. Yeah. It's, it's at least with, with the zombie apocalypse movies that are, and shows and all that stuff, you know, the ones that use the slow zombies, at least there's some scientific backing to right. it. You know, and there's some signs. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. Okay, let me put this out there right now. I'm not saying we're going to have a zombie apocalypse. Yes, we don't. I'm not that guy. No. I'm not Mr. Prepper dude. No. Okay, I don't have all those kinds of stuff in my uh, shelter underneath my house right now. All I have in there is canned foods at the moment. But still, <laughs> no, I can't afford a shelter. But um, no, it, I'm not that. I'm not a prepper. I'm not waiting for the zombie apocalypse to happen. Who wants the zombie apocalypse to happen? Really? Idiots. Come on. People are like, so, oh, I bought the zombie bullets too. So I'm good. It's like, you're a yeah, fucking moron. Why do you need zombie bullets? Their heads are soft. You can probably use a BB gun and be good. Or, or a roll of Charmin. Yeah. I've got a baseball uh, bat under my bed, so I'm good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, cricket bat. But, um, yeah. You know, so, okay. Yeah. The fast zombies are dumb. 
Fast zombies should never happen. I agree with George A. Romero. I agree with Max Brooks. They're stupid. Get them out of the cinema. Robert Kirkman said they're okay in some cases, but, you know, he's made a lot of money now. Um, <laughs> me, with me, it, it's one of those things where we're seeing a lot of the Walking Dead zombies, Shaun of the Dead type zombies. We talked about this before with White Zombie. I like to see more movies and more TV shows dealing with the voodoo aspect of it. I like, see, honestly, like, my favorite type of horror movies are, like, stuff that can happen, like, like with voodoo stuff, like Zombie Voodoo, Rosemary's Babies, Possession, you know, anything like that. That's the type of shit I like is in right. zombie movies. Other than stuff that actually happens. Possibility. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. You know? Who knows? I mean, the Avon lady can change the world just like that with the fucking chemicals. When you get one knock on the door, next thing you know, your face is falling off and you're like me. <laughs> face is falling off? Boy, you're missing a limb. <laughs> I like how you led with face falling off, though. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, James. What about you? Um, I would. I, I think Fast Zombies would have been my number one. So I'll go with Zombies with Feelings, a la Warm Bodies. What in the hell are you doing? I realize yeah. you're trying to make yeah. a zombie movie for a different demographic. Not everything needs to be made for every demographic. Stop it's it. the emo zombie. Just stop it. Well, now Romero did give his zombies. Uh, uh, personalities. Yeah. But he, he said it was more of their muscle memory. Yeah, that's uh, that's their, different. Yeah, I've got to say, different. one thing I would like that I would change in design positives, endless supply of Twinkies. Yeah. Endless supply of Twinkies. And I mean, no, I... Fuck snowballs. Snowballs are awesome. Shut up. I guess if, uh, I guess if uh, a zombie was going to fall in love with any woman, though, it would be Kristen Stewart because she's close. So, uh, <laughs> I, I guess I can understand how that might happen, but I still, I still think it's ridiculous. Or Megan Fox. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Chris Stewart already had sex with a dead guy, so Megan Fox, I mean, you're all, next. All Twilight was was you know a girl's choice between necrophilia and bestiality. So. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and on that note. That's going to do it for episode 27 of Down Nerdy. We've hoped you enjoyed our zombie talk. want to thank Cody for taking over Jamie's past few weeks. Yes, yeah, thank you, Cody. Appreciate that, my man. It was fun. And so we'll see you next week with new hijinks, new jokes, and tons and tons of fucking nerd talk. Like, as always, I'm Nick. I'm Cody. I'm James. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Remember, always practice safe comic book reading. Always bag and board your comics.